Hey everyone, it's Lauren and Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have some great stuff in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. Welcome to episode 49. Mark, before we get into the 49s that we think of, we just want to pass on our thoughts and prayers to the troops and uh, the families that are affected by um, the uneasiness going on in the world right now. We're always thinking about them, but especially when something like this happens. In addition to that, we got a hurricane uh, barreling down on the southern part of the U.S. here as well, down in Louisiana and those parts. And then we also want to pass on our condolences to the friends and families of Bob Jenkins, who was the voice of NASCAR, IndyCar, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and also uh, Robin Miller, who contributed uh, a lot to motorsports and, and writing and um, all that stuff as well. So it's uh, it's been a little bit of tough times in in the world lately. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> it sure is there, buddy. Um, yeah, tough times, man. We got to take it day at a time and, you know, and think of those out there. So, but uh, hey, how are you doing this evening, buddy? Yeah, doing doing good. You know, speaking, you know, thinking about those makes you uh, makes you sad about what's, what's um, you know, when you lose people and, and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, trying to remain positive as always and, uh as long as you're you're here, it's always a good day. That's how I try to look at it. I think you try to look at it similar. But uh, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, what's my motto there, buddy? Live for today. That's exactly right, buddy. Live for today because tomorrow is not promised. Yep. And I always, uh, I've said that too ever since uh, I've lost people in my family too because you literally could be the next, next second that um, you just don't know if, if you're going to live through it. So um, live for today. Those are just unfortunate reminders uh, to do so. Yeah, you don't know when your next race is going to be either, man. Those ain't promised either, you know. <laughs> Mother Nature could even have a, a finger in on that stuff too. So, <laughs> so, so your races aren't promised either there, buddy. That's true. That's true. Spinning it on a on a uh, less important level. but uh, But absolutely, that's a good transition there, pal. Well, we have to go back all the way to Watkins Glen this time. But before we do that, let's uh, tell people who we think of when we think of the number 49. I'll start, I think, of um, two people really at the NASCAR level. I think of uh, Shauna Robinson, who uh, was one of the females in NASCAR at one point, really a pioneer of uh, getting women involved in the industry. You know, you think of Janet Guthrie being uh, the first pioneer, one of them as well, but Shauna Robinson being in that 49. Then I also think of Ken Schrader um, in that Schwann's same, same 49 Schwann's uh, car. I think he wrecked really hard at Pocono one time. Remember that. And then uh, at the local level, I think of Jesse Van Roy. She won a lot of races out there in the, Street stock division, and then also uh, her nephew Craig Vanderwettering in the uh, he raced a little bit of street stock as well, but primarily figure eights. How about uh, how about you? 
Yeah, when you think about Ken Schrader, yeah, that was a fireball when he backed into the Pocono Turn 1 <laughs> race. So, I uh, 49, you know, it's been pretty popular for me when I've uh, uh, been going racing, dirt racing with the World of Outlaws. You know, we uh, I went up to uh, – um, I went to Cedar Lake and Jonathan Davenport in the 49 in the World of Outlaw Late Models. He went up there and, and uh, hey, Brad Sweet in the number 49. He went down at Wilmot. That was the first time I was ever down there. Um, you know, for the old timers, how about Norm Nelson? Remember him? He drove the Schlitz car. I think that was a Plymouth Fury when he was back in the USAC days. And we, got, we also got some locals. We got Jerry Miller. And Michaela Adams that runs down at the Dells, uh, I think she ran at Milwaukee today, but I didn't see the results of what went on down there. And, uh, hey, wasn't Stan the man, Gracie Alley? Wasn't he a 49 also there, buddy? That's a good question. Um, that might be true because that would, you know, link it back to Jesse Van Roy, his daughter, a little bit too. So that, uh, that might be the case. You might be right on that. I think that is true. So, yeah, that's my 49s. There's a whole bunch of them out there. So, yep, that's what I got. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, some big names. Not a whole lot of names, but some big names in the 49. Hmm. Unless if you're a San Francisco 49er fan. Used <laughs> to be years ago, long time ago. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, I think that's a point where we should uh, uh, move on here as well. Uh, going back to Watkins Glen a few weeks ago, thanks everyone for being patient. Uh, we'll start with the trucks. It was the final race before we get into the playoffs here. You knew it was going to be interesting. Uh, first to start off in stage one, a couple of highlights that I have there were there was calamity in turn one right off the bat. Nemechek got into road two spun. Chandler Smith also spun due to that. There was no caution at road courses. You know, they spin and sometimes you get a local caution or no caution at all. Um you know, Ankrum spun in the S's at one point, didn't hit anything amazingly. Kraus was right behind him. Bolgeman had some issues. Uh, Sauter and Heim had grass on their uh, grill and had a pitch. Had Chastain wheel hops into turn one and gets into the uh, barrier. You know, Ross was supposed to be in that truck. It got approved by NASCAR, but people saw it on social media, and NASCAR realized that Ross couldn't be in the truck because it was the regular season finale for the trucks as well. So, um, some interesting moments uh, before the race with Ross Chastain and then in stage one as well. Yeah, all in all, um, you know, the, when the 99 got dumped by the four right off the bat, you know, they just come, that is a tough corner going in uh, at Watkins Glen when you uh, hit that turn one. You know, it's kind of a downhill, kind of reminds you of turn five, um, the left-hander at World America. You know, you come down the, down the hill like that and uh, got to get on the anchors. And then at least they give you a good runoff there uh, on the drive off of that corner. Yeah, you're right. It does make you think of turn five, just the opposite direction, I guess, um, that would be. But, yeah, it's downhill. I mean, you're trying to get everything. It's the start of the race. Uh, so you're antsy to going. Um, you know, that corner is always tricky, let alone it being the, the start of the race there. You know, uh Austin Wayne South and Christian Eckes made a contact on, on a restart. Eckes goes around. It ended up being Todd Gilliland winning stage one. Then it was Creed, Krause, Barry, Wayne South, Elmendinger, who was in the 23 for Chase Purdy, Paul Menard back in that 66 machine, Friesen, Rhodes, and Ryan Truex in the top 10 to end stage one. Yeah, that was uh, 
rather interesting. You know, hey, we wanted we were rooting for Kroos. You know, he had to uh, he had to win this race to get into the in the, the championship round. So uh, we, yeah, we were definitely rooting for him. Uh, third place, uh, uh, good finish for him uh, the, for the first stage. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're optimistic there. He's been running well, especially as of late. Um, it was too bad he ran into some bad luck a uh, few races and the majority of the early part of the season. Speaking of him, he actually had a pit with damage and grass on the grill after contact with uh, Tanner Gray going into the bus stop there. Austin Hill wins stage two. It was Hill, Nemechek, Almendinger, Zane Smith, Creed, Ankrum, Hosevar, Gillen, Rhodes, and Sam Mayer inside the top ten. Yeah, a lot of normal names there. The cream was coming to the top there on the on the second stage there. Yep, absolutely. And then, unfortunately for Derek Krause, he spun. There may have been can- contact with A.J. Allmendinger, kind of hard to tell. A red flag ends up coming out due to lightning a little while later. They uh, had to stop with 11 to go. The race gets called. Austin Hill wins the race. It was Hill, Nemechek, Creed, Gillen, Kligerman. Zane Smith, Ankrum, Menard, Mayer, and Carson Hosevar, the top 10 finishers there. That means that John Hunter Nemechek made the playoffs. Austin Hill, Ben Rhodes, Gillen, Creed, Zane Smith, Crafton, Hosevar, Smith, and Friesen. Those are your playoff drivers. Um, yeah, we uh, we picked uh, earlier, and uh, you'll have to figure out uh, – how many of those we got right at the beginning of the season? I don't remember. I didn't write them down. I actually have that since you mentioned it. Let's get into that. So we both had Creed, Nemechek, Hill, Chandler Smith, Zane Smith. I had Gilliland. You did not. Uh, then we both had Crafton, and then you had Rhodes, and I did not. So we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven correct of the ten. All right. That ain't bad. Not not terrible, not terrible. I would uh, I would agree with that, you know. And then we also, you know, you think about some of these. In instance, um, we both had Brett Moffitt. Well, he switches allegiances, which I said at the beginning of the year was weird that he went with the trucks instead of Xfinity. Well, he ends up switching, so that was one that we had wrong right off the bat early on. I had Raphael Lassard, who ends up not finishing with GMS, uh, unfortunately. So there was a few weird circumstances that lowered that number potentially as well. Yeah, you can't predict that at the beginning of the year. <laughs> no, nope, absolutely not. Well, Xfinity Series goes racing the next day there. Uh, Mike Munley wrecks hard into the carousel. That was really the only big thing that happened in stage one. It was Sindrick, Elmendinger, Hemrick, Harrison Burton, Jeb Burton, Haley, Gregson, Jones, Herps, and Sam Mayer inside the top 10. Hey, how about the sponsor for that race, huh? Screwball peanut butter whiskey. You know, like you say, when we got a beer sponsor, I think once when we have a race sponsor, you should go out and get yourself some of that. (laughs) Yeah, actually, uh, that came out, and I think you were working that day, and I was like, hey, did you hear who's sponsoring the race? (laughs) That, hey, and that's the good stuff, especially if you keep it in the freezer. I've got some pretty well chilled down in the basement right now in the man cave. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I'm not a big peanut butter guy, but it's pretty good stuff. I will admit, I'll agree with you there. Yes, sir. So that was uh, interesting that they got uh, sponsored by them. So, but uh, yeah, that was stage one. Uh, Cedric uh, won that race. Uh, not a surprise there. 
Yep. And then uh, Almendinger holds off Ty Gibbs to win stage two. So it was Almendinger, Gibbs, Sindrick, Allgaier, Gregson, Herbst, Mayer, Annette, jo- Eric Jones, who was in the 31, and Daniel Hemrick. And then in the final stage, there was a hard hit for Eric Jones. It just turned right going into turn six. It was weird. Yeah, and <laughs> it went in, went into the tire barrier. So yeah, it was weird. It's just like the steering wheel kind of or something or other. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Weatherman had an issue. He had to get out of his car. Almost thought it looked like he was on fire or something. A lot of people were making a joke of that. I think what ended up happening was there was an electrical fire that you couldn't see from the outside. And then uh, on a restart, AJ got by Gibbs with four to go. There was lots of contact back in the pit, and then Gibbs started coming back at him. Gibbs made the pass back for the lead and turned six, coming back to two to go, and he goes on to win. I'm telling you, this guy is talented, unbelievable. It was a clean pass, two respect between the front runners. Awesome to see. It was Gibbs, Almendinger, Sidrick, Allgaier, Burton, Harrison Burton, excuse me, Jones, Gregson, Jeb Burton, Haley, and Mayer, your top 10 at Watkins Glen. Man, Gibbs to beat Almondinger, you know, at a road course. I mean, there's nobody better. And for Gibbs to do that, um, unbelievable. And after he passed him, he pulled away from him. And it's just unbelievable. Yep, Ty Gibbs is the real deal. Absolutely. Uh, then we move into the Cup Series. And, you know, this was the weird thing. You think Brad Keselowski is always a front runner there and Penske, they had a lot of issues. He spins from the lead in turn six. He was smoking in the corners all before that. Might have adjusted the brakes just before that as well, trying to help. That was right before the competition caution. Uh, Logano goes to lead and holds off Larson to win the stage, but uh, Brad had more brake issues and almost spins again later on in the stage. It was Logano, Larson, Hamlin, Reddick, Byron, Kyle Busch, Bowman, Elliott, Dillon, and Eric Jones, your top ten. Yeah, it was weird with that brakes, man. He just didn't have the bias set or something wrong with her. And, yeah, yeah, he was having a struggle all day long with those brake problems on the Keselowski car. Yeah, it was uh, – you're not used to seeing that. It's uh, It was strange. Uh, in Stage 2, Martin Truex Jr. wins Stage 2. It was Truex, Bell, Harvick, Larson, Briscoe, Chastain, Benedetto, Hammond, Logano, and Kyle Busch. Yeah, um, the, the 12 car, Blaney, he spun on the bus stop. He went flying into the bus stop. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you see that quite often when somebody hits that curb and you're out of control. And so that sent him to the back on that one on stage two. But, uh, yeah, Truex, Truex sure does get around, uh, gets around uh, Watkins Glen really well there. Truex is a pretty darn good road racer all around, if you ask me. But, uh, you know, at one point, Bell and Larson made contact in turn one. They were running second and third. Bell was kind of just being patient behind Truex there. Uh, unfortunately, they made contact. Uh, it looked like Bell didn't give enough room to Larson, but it turns out that um, Larson may have moved up the track just a little bit, and they had an issue there, and it ended up spewing off uh, so- social media a little bit. Bell didn't like that Larson cried in the media as he said to, that he didn't reach back out to him after Larson tried to call or text and uh, nothing really happened after that but uh, it's interesting because those guys race a lot with each other especially in the dirt yeah um, I don't know if you're sitting sitting at home waiting for a phone call <laughs> I don't know I don't get it um, I think they see enough each, of, of each other so yeah it is what it is crying is a pretty strong word what you use there <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, not my word, not my word. <laughs> um, Brad had more issues late. Um, huge slide, gets into Logano, both go around. Uh, just a weird day for them, as we previously mentioned. Larson got holed up by lap traffic, but he was able to hold off a charging Chase Elliott. Remember that Elliott and Bell had to start in the rear due to failing tech twice, and their crew chiefs were ejected, so Elliott had to come a long way. It was Larson, Elliott, Truex, Kyle Busch, Hamlin, Byron, Bell, Harvick, Briscoe, and Reddick, your top ten at Watkins Glen. Yeah, yep, that's a pretty good top ten there. That's just about how they run on a road course up. Chase Briscoe, he's starting to figure that car out, you know, um, <clears throat> on a road course. So he's getting more experience in that, in that car. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Well, then we have, then we go to the Indy road course for the Xfinity series. And what was really cool about this was it was a double header with the Indy car and Xfinity series. And then the cup series was Sunday. Uh, what are your thoughts on the double header with IndyCar? Would you like to see more of that? I would. Oh, uh, sure. Why not? Yep. That, that, nothing wrong with that, man. It'd be all right. I I thought it was awesome. Uh, it's great to see, and you saw some IndyCar drivers. You didn't stay over to Sunday to watch both races. It was uh, it was pretty cool. Um, AJ ended up going off on two corners. That was uncharacteristic of him. Excuse me. There was a curb on the outside of a turn and a bunch of cars got destroyed by it and got air. That was in a weird spot. Harrison Burton, Brandon Jones, Harvick, others hit it. Uh, they ended up taking it out for Sunday, but that big orange curb, turtle, whatever you want to call it, caused some issues there early. It was mixed, mixed communication. They're wondering if that was brought up at the, uh, the driver's meeting. But uh, after that incident, they definitely knew that it was there especially mayor later in the race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Justin Haley goes on to win stage one. It was Haley Herbst, Jeb Burton, Sindrick, Sage Karam, who was making his Xfinity series debut. Cool to see him. He used to race in IndyCar. Gregson, Clements, Tommy Joe Martins, Chase Elliott, and Ty Gibbs inside the top 10. Uh, in stage two, it was Almendinger, Haley, Gregson, Gibbs, Lally, Jeb Burton, Hemrick, Clements, Herbst, and Josh Williams. Yeah, it took AJ all of a sudden. He just had that lapse at the beginning of the race, but uh, um, he finally got his act together and, and won stage two there. Yeah. Um, and then to end the race, Austin Sindrick comes on. He wins it over AJ Allmendinger, Haley, Elliott, Gregson, Dylan, Snyder, Herbst, Harrison Burton and Andy Lally inside the top 10. Yeah. You know, talking about that, um, that corners five and six, you know, I think uh, they might just uh, maybe fix that corner a little bit. That little jaunt that's there and they got the curbs there and everything like that. I think they can re kind of reconstruct that corner, um, especially what happened on Sunday. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they change the course right through that area. Um, they sure got enough room to do it. Yeah, I think they'll do something with it. I think Roger and his team and the whole Indianapolis Motor Speedway noticed that there was some uh, things to work on. Uh, but, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more what happened on Sunday in a little bit here. Um, speaking of Sunday, the Cup Series, Sindrick spun after a wheel hop early. Reddick 
due to strategy, ends up goes on to win stage one. It was Reddick, McDowell, Dylan, Eric Jones, Priest, Kozlowski, Stenhouse, Haley, Briscoe, and Chase Elliott. Yeah, the, um, Truex had a tire rub on lap five, and uh, you know there was some damage with um, Almirola uh, when he bumped in with the seven cars. So. Um, First time there for them, a lot of them guys um, um, did a pretty good show there. It was pretty good racing going on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, remember that Reddick was racing Dylan for a playoff spot there. Um, Briscoe was kind of the best in stage one. That would flip the upside, uh, the standings upside down like his teammate, El Marola, if he was going to pull it off. Um, Kurt Busch had a pit after a flat spot in his tires at one point. Chastain spins in front of Hamlin in turn one. Brad slams the wall but continues on. That was uh, coming on the backside of the course. That all happened in Stage 2, and strategy, again, plays a factor. Reddick wins Stage 2. It was Reddick, Dylan, Priest, Stenhouse, Benedetto, Haley, LaJoy, Lally, Larson, and Chase Elliott. A lot of names there that usually ain't in the top ten. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there was a caution that came out with nine to go. Hamlin, Kurt Busch, Briscoe, Matt DiMenonetto stay out. Matt DiMenonetto came down uh, pit road as the caution was coming out, so that's why he stayed out. Uh, Hamlin and Briscoe got the best start. Truex goes around and into the wall. Uh, big wreck happened after that. This is where we're, what we were talking about. Byron spins initially, then it was Kyle Busch, Logano, and it was just chaos. Uh, the curb ended up coming up there. Suarez, Bell, a ton of others get involved. They ended up red flagging it with four to go. Huh. Yeah, Logano, he said, I don't believe in luck. He said, but guess what? That was bad luck. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, the curb. You know, that curb was getting just hammered all weekend long. And, uh, you know, four to go, it just, it just finally surrendered and came apart and destroyed a lot of race cars, man. Just like Nobody, nobody expected it. And, you know, they were expecting like, what did you see? I, I don't know. I just hit something, you know. Um, it was interesting. They unbolted it and they just uh, dragged it away like a snake. And, uh, and then they left it like that, you know. Um, interesting stuff. Um, like I say, I, we'll see. We'll see if they uh, reconfigure that, that section of the racetrack next time around. Yeah, and you know, the thing about it is, uh, since we're talking about it, there's kind of split emotions that, you know, IMS needed to do a better job, but there's some out there, even that we're racing that day, that say drivers need to do a better job of not hitting the curb. The curb is there for a reason. Um, so there's some driver responsibility as well. It's kind of interesting to hear the different philosophies on that. Yeah, but if you look at other road courses, especially like Sonoma, they're constantly running over over the uh, the speed bumps and you know I guess turtles what they call them they got those down in, in uh, down in Texas too so um, they're used to driving over the top of them and you know if you figure you can kind of cut that corner just a little bit you can shoot across there well, you know so be it but uh, you don't expect <laughs> you don't expect it to come apart on you you know so. Um, yeah, a lot of people were pointing their fingers at NASCAR on that, and eh, I don't think that's fair either. No, I don't either, and I, I agree with the other curbs. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying I go one way or the other, but it was just interesting to hear certain drivers say one thing and then other drivers say another. 
Uh, there ended up being another red flag after Hamlin and Briscoe had good restarts. Um, Larson did not have a good one, but McDowell went around. Dylan, LaJoy, Reddick, Custer, Truex all involved in that one. Um, Hamlin ended up going a little wide into one on the next restart, and Briscoe was to his outside. He had to take the grass, comes back on in front of Hamlin, but Hamlin had a m- momentum. And then Briscoe got into Hamlin and turned him. Uh, Briscoe ended up having a penalty because of going through the grass. Elmendinger took the lead, and he would win. Uh, an incredible win, an emotional win. He has a lot of history there. Yeah, Mr. Pickles or Mr. Tickles was be really happy. Um, yeah, Briscoe, Briscoe, um, you know, him and Hamlin had a discussion afterwards. Um, he didn't know that he was going to get penalized till they came, I guess, what, to that corner. And he dumped Hamlin. <laughs> Literally, he rather did. He drove right up underneath him uh, going for the win. Uh, that's what it was. Um, um, yeah, he cut the corner. I mean, if you do that in I racing, man, you're going to get penalized too. So can't do that. And, uh, but all in all, um, good, good race. I, I thought all in all, they did a good job there. Yeah, I did too. And, uh, it's, that part is interesting too, because some people were saying that Briscoe, Shouldn't have got a penalty because he got put in the grass, and what is he supposed to do? Um, could he have turned back to the right and only hit a little bit of grass and come on? Well, then he loses all the ground that he earned to get up there. Uh, it's kind of kind of an interesting interesting thing, and and you know he ended up giving the lead back either intentionally or not. Um, I I don't know. It, it was uh, I think it was probably the right call, but. Um, I guess I can see it from their point as uh, their point as well. Yeah, you well, you know, at the roll, you know, if you miss a corner, the proper thing you're supposed to do is stop. Well, there, <laughs> I don't think there's any room to stop. If he pulled on the track and just stopped right there, he'd be, uh, oh man, <laughs> you know, I don't think there's a place to stop in that area. Um, but I think that's the proper call that if you cut a corner, that you're supposed to stop somewhere. I guess I don't know they were calling him to stop in turn 10. And after he got that, he said, where's turn, turn 10. He ended up <laughs> trying to stop, but then they called him, they called him for a uh, drive through. So then he had that. It was a, uh, there was a lot going on there. How do you, how do you process that as a driver behind the wheel after what just happened? Uh, un- unbelievable. It'd be hard enough for the team to try to decipher through that, let alone a driver. Yeah. Stop in turn 10. Uh, where's turn 10. <laughs> Oh, I saw. Hey, I, I stopped in turn nine. Oh, well, does that count or whatever? So, and uh, yeah, where do you figure out to stop? You know, and you could stop in a wrong area and get run over. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was the talk of the week afterwards. But uh, Denny Hamlin got the short end of the stick of that one. I mean, he um, he would have won that race if Briscoe would have got into him. So, but uh, well, that's the way it goes. AJ wins and uh, well deserving. Yep, he does all right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was Almendinger, Blaney, Larson, Elliott, the Benedetto, Kurt Busch, Eric Jones, Justin Haley, Austin Sindrick, and Ryan Newman. Your top ten at Indianapolis on the on the road course. There, I, I agree with you. It was a it was a pretty good race. I thought. Yeah, for the first time there, absolutely. Um, people are still clamoring that they want the oval back. Um, you know, I I can see that point too, but um, I don't know. Uh, I got mixed emotions about it. 
Uh, we'll see. Um, all in all, um, I'll tell you straight up that uh, I've in this. There, there's been a stretch of uh, road courses lately, and I've had uh, just uh, at this time had enough of them. At this time, it's kind of good to see them back on the ovals again, right now. That's interesting that you say that, um, because I feel like maybe it's just right now. I don't know what it is for me, but I never really thought I would like road course racing. And then you and I went to road America for quite a few years. We still go. And I just remember for the first time, just being amazed at the scenery there. Now road America is different, obviously, but road course racing just as of late has been, has produced some of the best racing. I don't know why or how it's happened because it hasn't always been that way in the past. Uh, but I'm going to tell you what, they, uh, they've been putting on some pretty good shows on the road courses. I agree, but there's been, we've been really swamped with it. Uh, there's been a lot of it. Like you asked me about Watkins Glen and I kind of texted you back and said, whole hum yawn. Uh, I think I even took a nap during one of those races. I just, uh, <laughs> just, I just had a hard time getting through it. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's, there's some good action that goes on there, but, uh, Hmm. At this time, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm an old oval guy, and uh, you know, I'll yield my time to uh, road courses. But it just seems like there's been uh, quite quite a bit of road course racing lately. And uh, like I say, I'm I'm glad they're back on the ovals again. So, anyway, move on. Yeah, you know, and I can I can understand that as well. Well, the next week, the uh, trucks were at Worldwide Technolo Technology Raceway at Gateway. Um, that's a, that's a track that they do pretty well on. I was able to, uh, go there a few years back with my wife, uh, pretty, pretty nice place. It was also the first round of the playoffs for them. Uh, Chandler Smith ended up having a right rear hub issue right off the bat. One of the playoff drivers has an issue early Creed wins stage one. It was Creed Friesen Rhodes, Zane Smith, Ty Majeski, Gillen, Crafton Hill, Nemechek and Derek Krause inside the top 10. And then the power goes out early in stage two to cause a red flag. Yeah, the power went out, and then you know, <laughs> and then when he got the power back, they had half the half the stuff on TV. They didn't have the scoring monitor and all of that, so it made for a little break that was going on there. But hey, our buddy Ty Majeski was running that '66 truck pretty doggone good, man. Oh, he was. It was it was great to see. Uh, we'll talk about him in a in a little while as well. Uh, Zane Smith had an issue when they went back to green. It was a transmission issue. Another playoff driver had an issue there. Uh, it was kind of weird how many playoff drivers ended up in trouble in this race. Uh, Creed goes on to win stage two as well. It was Creed, Rhodes, Crafton, Nemechek, Friesen, Majeski, Kraus, Ankrum, Eckes, and Austin Hill. Um, Nemechek's truck shuts off in stage three as well. That causes mayhem. Ankrum spins to avoid. More playoff drivers were involved. Gillen, Austin Hill, Majeski, Smith, Eckes, and Hosevar got a piece of it. Uh, it was it was mayhem. Yeah, it shut off of all places, you know, and and yep, it bottled everybody up, and it was it was sort of a big one, man. It, you know, coming down the front stretch, full blast, and all of a sudden you drove into that, and yeah, I wrecked a few. Wrecked a few uh, trucks out there. Kind of a bummer. Absolutely. And 
speaking of our friend Ty Majeski, um, man, it was just like one of those nights where he was doing well all night and just something bad happens. It seems like that's both his and Derek Krause's luck a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes, you know. So maybe, just like I've been saying, some of the local drivers, you got a horseshoe in your car? <laughs> you better get one. <laughs> I've, I've been mentioning that a little bit to some of the hard luck people that I run into lately that are not having good luck out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, Endfinger had an issue on the restart. His hood comes up. Uh, Nemechek had another issue. Looked like a flat tire, but the inside of the uh, tire was on fire. It ended up being a brake rotor broke or a brake line. It was interesting. They ended up capping, uh, capping off the brake line. Got him back out pretty quick, surprisingly. And then Kraus also had an issue. He had a pit with a broken wheel. He was around the top five all night. He had issues. And then uh, to get into overtime, Tanner Gray spun, got into Hosevar. Uh, Hosevar didn't have an issue after that. He was able to keep going, but uh, looked like Gray had a little bit of an issue that caused that. Some contact was made in the back of the top 10 or so when they got back going to green in overtime. Ryan Truex got on the wall. They stayed green, and Creed goes on to win, and he'll advance to round two. You know, Creed, we haven't heard too much about him, but as the season gets on or the playoffs gets get going here, all of a sudden, there he is. Um, defending champion, we're going to see if he can uh, double it up this year. He's off to a great start. Absolutely. It was Creed, Crafton, Rhodes, Friesen, Sauter, Purdy, Deegan, Hosevar, Austin Wayne Self, and Jack Wood inside the top ten. You know, it's interesting that you say that, that Creed kind of didn't do a whole lot in regular season, which is absolutely true. But they knew they were locked in. So I, that's the thing, especially if you're looking at doing some kind of pick em for NASCAR and all that stuff when the playoff starts. It can be challenging because some of these playoff drivers and teams were trying some things out in the regular season after they knew they were locked in. And I feel like that can switch your mind on them and – uh, Austin, the playoff starts and they go out and win the first race or they do really well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he won all the stages and everything. Just, uh, um, yeah, you've been to that racetrack. Uh, you you fried down at that, <laughs> that racetrack when you were down there. Um, um, I hear, I'm hear i hearing rumors, too, that they just possibly might get a cup race down there very shortly. I, they, were, they just fell short this last year. And uh, that, that place could end up with a, on the cup schedule next year. We'll see. I think they should. And we just talked to Bob Dillner about getting the top three at Milwaukee. I think uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway deserves it. It's a great facility. We did fry down there. It was about 90, 95 degrees with 100% humidity. A shower ended up coming in, which delayed all the events, which pushed back. The Arkham Midwest tour race till like one o'clock. I don't, I don't think we got out of there till two o'clock. It was uh, kind of crazy, but it was a great show. The thing about that one. So since you're, since you brought it up, <laughs> brought back some memories. Uh, that was the night that John West Townley and Spencer Gallagher, I guess you would call it a fight, but it was more of a rolling around match there in turn one. Yeah. WWE, they were kind of like, uh, hugging and holding each other and they kind of wore each other out kind of holding on to each other to trying to defend themselves but uh yeah they showed uh they showed that on a highlight uh 
just and, and the announcers were laughing away, and they thought that was really funny. And just like, mm, yeah, it was it was entertaining at the time. <laughs> yeah, I just remember getting texts from even like uh, Ashley's family saying, "Is that the racetrack you're at?" Because it was so bizarre. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting weekend to say the least. But uh, nice facility. We were able to go into the uh, inside of the track there for an autograph session. That's where I was able to talk to a lot of the drivers, and one of them was Ben Rhodes actually, and he brought up uh, Ty Majeski when we did that interview for with Ty when he was going to Thorsport. We kind of talked about that where he was saying how he went karting and all that. So uh, it is a cool facility. I, I hope uh, they can get even more bigger shows in there because uh, I think they deserve it. Um, anyway, moving on the uh, truck series playoffs now have Sheldon Creed advancing. Nemechek is plus 55 Rhodes is plus 52. Crafton is plus 33. Friesen is up 31. Austin Hill is up 21 and Josevar is up 13. Uh, and also Gilliland is plus 10 and eighth outside looking in as of today. Zane Smith is ninth minus 10 and Chandler Smith is minus 18 sitting 10th with their issues. Yeah. And we're going to the lady in black going to Darlington. <laughs> so the tough, just keep getting tougher right here. Yeah. No, uh, no kidding there. Uh, Darlington's no joke. Uh, that same weekend Xfinity was in Michigan. Stage one was won by Austin Sindrick. Then it was Sindrick, Gibbs, Almendinger, Snyder, Gregson, Hemrick, Harrison Burton, Jones, Josh Berry, who was filling in for Michael Annette. Uh, that's happened a few times. You heard Chase Elliott was in the one truck a few weeks before that. Uh, and then Justin Haley rounds out the top 10. Uh, Snyder got loose or maybe slight contact from Gibbs. Gibbs. He crossed Sindrick's nose and got into Brandon Brown. Then comes back down while spinning. He gets into Sindrick and Hemrick. They go hard into the wall. Haley was involved. Bubba Wallace got spun. Graf got a piece. Um, actually, Graf, I think he got into Haley. That's how he got it. And then Sindrick pit, and they were trying to get all the points they could because they're trying to go for the regular season championship. And he was putting fluid all over the track. I don't understand why NASCAR or the team. I get. I get why the team. I guess, but why they would let him even attempt that. Yeah, the announcers were saying, like, what's he doing, you know? And then they said, hey, we've been there. You, you try to uh, get ahead of it. But, you know, Cindric really didn't need to do that, you know. Um, he's got all the victories. There. And, uh, yeah, he was smoking. And, you know, and, and all of a sudden he went by the start-finish line and they still didn't throw the black flag, so he stayed out there. Um, yeah, you were, you were kind of heated about that when you texted me, like, what is going on? You know, I'm, I'm sure if Hemrick, if he could have got fixed, he would have did the same thing, but he had too much damage. He couldn't get back on the track. Yeah, I completely understand why they uh, why they did it, but why NASCAR let him go around that many laps, that I don't understand. Uh, I do have to say, as always, that NASCAR does a great job in most instances. I just question that a little bit. I'd like to hear their reasoning on it. They must have had some reasoning, or maybe the official said it wasn't leaking in the pits, and maybe they thought, it was just burning off of the motor or something. I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, I was just like, why are they doing that? Um, and I get why the team would do it because they're now in a battle for the regular season championship after his bad luck the last few weeks. So uh, completely understand it from their side of things. 
Uh, Elmendinger would go on and win stage two. It was Elmendinger, Gibbs, Harrison Burton, Elgeyer, Jeb Burton, Gregson, Jones, Barry, Moffitt, and Riley Herbst. You know what they should do if there's somebody leaking like that? They should paint a white square, like on the end of pit road. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, you know, you know where I'm getting at on that one. So, and uh, you know, park somebody there for five seconds and pull off, and you'd, you'd be able to see if uh, if he's leaking or not. Huh? <laughs> so, for those listening, there's a reference in there that Mark just said because one night, and it was kind of strange because you've had to have seen that before. So I was like, "Why are you asking about that now?" We're walking out of the pits one night of uh, Wisconsin International Raceway, and Mark goes, "Why did they paint this white square down at the bottom of the track, almost where you enter the pits off of Turn Four, if you have an issue?" And I go, "Well, that's where they stop you to see if you're leaking anything, so they can." clearly see it and it's a good you know so the drivers can say hey stop here and you were just uh, amazed by that and it was like oh that makes a lot of sense so th there's a reference behind there for people listening i absolutely did not know that dude that was just a straight up question and just like huh yeah i guess that would work so um yeah that's why i gave that reference of saying you can paint one of those down on the end of pit road there for them guys and and uh, see if somebody's leaking or <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, right. Um, Josh Berry made a heck of a move to move to get the lead, uh, three car battle, and he was third. He got to the outside and took two positions away. Jeb Burton ran out of gas late. That provides a, a late caution. Elgar was leading due to doing fuel only on that pit stop, but Barry was on his bumper. Uh, a lot of the announcers were saying, I don't understand why Jeff Burton would cut it that close. That was kind of interesting. Um, Elmendinger ended up starting on the bottom, cleared Barry in the corner, but Barry had a run to the outside, regained the lead. Elmendinger was able to take it back away. Then Jones went to second. Barry was getting back to the outside of Jones, but the caution comes out, and I'm glad that Jesse Little was okay. That was, uh, that was a big hit. Yeah, for sure. Hey, that that Josh Berry, you know, first time ever at Michigan, boy, I tell you what, he is a heck of a wheel man. Um, good thing that see that he got a full time ride next year, and he well deserves that, man. Absolutely, I uh, couldn't agree more with that. Josh Berry is a heck of a wheel man. Glad he's getting the opportunity that he did this year, and even more happy to see him get that opportunity next year because he certainly deserves it. Um, this is where the restarts kind of got interesting. AJ and Jones took the outside. Barry went to the bottom. Uh, the outside was kind of the place to be there. They were coming back to the white flag, and a caution comes out. The 78 of Mason Massey got turned into the outside wall, and he ended up getting. He ended up having no power stopped on the track. Um, they ended up having a good restart after that. All of the top three went to the top. Barry went to the bottom. Uh, Gibbs, who was third, went around out of turn two. That was another caution. Good job by everyone voting it. The next restart was pretty um, pretty okay. A.J. Elmendinger wins. It was Elmendinger, Jones, Gregson, Barry, Harrison Burton, Elgeyer, Herbst, Moffitt, Buford, and Bubba Wallace, your top ten. And Elmendinger's been winning a lot lately, hasn't he? Yeah, it's been a good few weeks for colleague racing. I would say so, for sure. Unbelievable. Um, then the Cup Series at Michigan, 
Uh, stage one was won by Chase Elliott. Then it was Larson, Dillon, Hamlin, Byron, Logano, DiBenedetto, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, and Brad Keselowski. Uh, there was a good battle between Larson, Dillon, and Elliott for a long time for the lead. Strategy happened later on that they ended up getting shuffled up at the stage end. And then at the stage end, Keselowski and Dillon make contact after they cross the line. Dillon goes hard into the wall. He was all right, but oh my. Um, and Dillon is fighting for that last playoff spot, right? So that that hurt him in, in more than one way. It sure did. Hey, seeing that three go flying across the front stretch like that brought me memories of when Dale uh, did that at Talladega and hit the wall like that and ended up on his side. Um, Dylan's lucky that car didn't go up and over. They showed the in-car camera, and it, it looked like a really uh, soft hit for him, uh, you know, considering um, it didn't look like, it, you know, just, you know, when somebody hits a wall that hard, it, the, the camera and the whole car shakes, it looked like a pretty, you know, that the soft wall really did its job there and really softened that blow on that car. Um, boy, scary stuff. Uh, um, Keselowski said that made him sick to his stomach. Yeah, and um, you and I talked after that, and I just was like, that was so avoidable. Um, Dylan creeped up just a little bit, but Brad was – I don't understand why Brad was so aggressively side-drafting because he wasn't going to side-draft enough to get that spot at the line anyway. So it was kind of a mute point in my opinion, but – you know what? You're a racer and you're going for everything little and he wanted to make it hard on him. I'm sure. And, uh, it was just bad timing. Things went wrong. And, and Brad is such a super, super guy. Uh, obviously was not intentional. Um, just unfortunate that it happened altogether. Oh, well, yeah. And that car flying across the track like that, man. Wow. Well, that's just like, I mean, he buried that wall, but I was just so surprised by the in-car camera of, it looked like it was a, a lot softer blow than what it looked like from on the outside of the car. Isn't that great, though, that you can sit here and say that? Um, maybe Austin Dillon has a a different opinion on it since he lived through it, but even in the olden days, you would see those wrecks happen, and, and you could tell it was it was a big one. And this was a big one, but that just shows the, how long, how far the safety has come in these things. And it's uh, when we have these unfortunate things, it's great to see them walk away. Yeah, absolutely, for sure, man. You know, Austin, uh, hmm, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I don't care what you say. He still probably felt that the next day, you know. Uh, the, you know, them belts grabbing everything like that. I'm sure he felt that. So, hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah, tough wreck. Uh, definitely wasn't on purpose. You know, when one car is on the, on the apron like that, and, you know, you've ever seen that where a car gets back up on the banking just a little bit and it just moves you just a little bit more once when you're on the flat to come on the banking. But, you know, I don't think Dylan thought that Brad was right there. And, and I don't think Brad thought that he was going to come up that fast. And it's one of those, he's going up, coming down, don't take much contact, man. And it was on, man. Oh, that car turned right, just like right now. Yeah, yeah. And I know Richard Childers had some comments. <laughs> yes, uh, he did. <laughs> right away about it um i'm sure there's some uh fire in, in that too you don't want to see that especially your grandson you own the car and all that uh yeah there's some emotion behind that that's for 
That's for sure. And I think you said uh, you and I were texting and talked a little bit after. I think you said if you took if you took a hit like that, you wouldn't get out of bed for three weeks or something yeah, like that. You said, yeah, I would probably lay around for a little bit, uh, taking a hit <laughs> like that. You know, hey, yeah, Childers, he might have had some of his wine in him, you know, for instead of he sounded like he wanted to get a little bit rambunctious, but uh, um, I'm sure they <laughs> they talked about it, you know. Uh, uh, Childers, I understand, back in the day could be a scrapper. Oh, yeah, the infamous, uh, what was it, Kyle Bush that one time where he goes, uh, hold my watch because he was going to beat him up. I think he said something similar this time. But uh, anyway, uh, stage two, speaking of Kyle Bush, he goes on and wins stage two. Then it was uh, Bell, Larson, Elliott, Hamlin, Dillon. Uh, nope, excuse me, that happened. Um, so Dylan still finished sixth in that stage. Kozlowski, Reddick, Byron, and Benedetto. Um, obviously was going to be a must-win for Austin Dillon. And I, I got to say, before we move on to the rest of the race, Austin Dillon did a fantastic job as, in his interview. That was uh, quite impressive. And then – The thing is, he had the car do it. He was fast all day. He would have been in contention to win that race, man. Absolutely, 100%. Um, yes. Uh, it was great to see how well that three car was, was running and when it mattered, you know, um, if they can get a little more consistency, maybe they won't be, uh, in the spot they were in coming into this, this race. Uh, you wonder if they're hitting on something here. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, gee, when you destroy a car like that, well, then that, that goes away and then you got to go build another one and start massaging that one. So it takes, you know, huh. Yep, that's where the inconsistency comes in when you have to throw another car in there. So, but uh, yeah, 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 that's what it is. Yep, yep. Then the caution for rain came out with 21 to go. They ended up going back green with 14 to go. Byron went to the outside. Larson went to the outside, and Kurt Busch to the inside. It was a good start for Byron, but they wrecked out a four. Reddick got super loose, saved it. Logano went around though, unfortunately. Bell around. Barry went around. Newman went around. Truex just couldn't check up when Logano checked up, and it was it was chaos. It was a pretty amazing save by Reddick, though. But yeah, the big pile up there, you know. So, but uh, you know, over in turn four, and that's the way it went. So, well, yep, the big one at Michigan, also going for it. Yeah, then there was some strategy involved. Uh, Brad Keselowski ended up taking tires later than everyone else. He was going to start fifth or sixth. Um, Blaney took the lead on the restart after Denny got Byron loose on the top side. Reddick spun. There was no caution, a little inconsistency there. And then uh, Larson was able to get by Byron with six to go for second. And Matt Benedetto had the best tires up front after that restart. He just couldn't do anything with it. Um, man, unfortunately, Blaney yeah, holds on to win the race. Uh, it was. There was a lot of action there. Yeah, it sure was. You know, yeah, everybody was looking at Keselowski, and it just didn't hook up. He just like, wow, he ain't coming. He, he he just stayed right where he was when he never moved up, never moved back. He just was right there with them fresh tires. Yeah, Matty D had the tires too and just didn't get the track position either. Yep, yep. Uh, so Blaney won the race. He held on over Byron. Uh was getting to be close at the line. Then it was Larson, Kurt Busch, Hamlin, Benedetto, Kyle Busch, Elliott, Kozlowski, and Truex, your top 10. Well, let's take some time to pause from the podcast for a moment, Mark, and thank our sponsors. 
Brian Luther of Van Luther Motorsports, he was our first one to come on board. We appreciate his friendship and uh, everything that he brings to the table for us. You know, we were just talking about Winchester 400. We can't wait to go down with him and Russ. Van Luther Motorsports has been doing really well with Nick Van behind the wheel. Um, had a great couple of weeks here. They're learning a lot and they're performing. So it's, it's great to see that. And then also Dan Fredrickson signing graphics. Uh, Dan, we're appreciative every time we get to see him. He's helping out Buddy Colfoyd a little bit as well. Um, it is so much appreciated. It lets us do a little bit more than we're used to. So uh, we can't thank them enough. Absolutely. Hey, I always appreciate running in, running into those uh, sponsors of ours, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to reach out and thank them. Thank, thanks a lot, guys. Um, uh, really do appreciate it, man. Absolutely, can't do it without you. Michigan, I got to tell you what, Michigan, that was a heck of a race. Yeah, sometimes you know when I every time that I've been to Michigan, you know you you don't get your first caution till lap one forty. <laughs> You know, and just like, wow, you know, um, I've been to a couple of Michigan races like that. But every once in a while, that place can put out a good race. Normally, you always see it's uh, fuel mileage that always works out at Michigan. Yeah, we have seen that quite a few times. I wonder if it's the new package, because um, this we kind of saw this last year as well, um, that they uh, I think they're going to put on some good races for the next few years if they keep this package. Yeah, I agree. They've been working on that, but now we're getting a new car next year, so throw that out the window. We'll see what uh, see what happens next year. <laughs> yep, the unknown. Uh, so everyone was clinched into the playoffs after Michigan, except for one driver, Tyler Reddick, who was 16th. He was up 25 on Austin Dillon. Everyone behind that was must win, including the Benedetto, Busher, and uh, Stenhouse. So. Uh, it was Larson, Truex, Bowman, Kyle Busch, Blaney, Elliott, Logano, Byron, Kurt Busch, Kozlowski, Bell, McDowell, Almirola, Hamlin, and Harvick were all clinched at that point going in to the final week before the playoffs at Daytona. Speaking of Daytona, the Xfinity race, uh, race there on Saturday, Brandon Jones ended up overheating really early. He said he thought he hit debris. I'll be honest. It looked like they taped that grill. Yeah, I didn't see much garbage there. But, yeah, you know, there was uh, – if you were leading there, it seemed like the leader all weekend long um, was picking up debris. I mean, uh, maybe they need more trash cans at Daytona and stop the debris from flying around down there. Leader was always getting handicapped by picking up debris, and it always lands right in the center of the grill too. But yeah, the nineteen, I didn't, I didn't see that. But man, he was a, it was a geyser, man. He was steaming. He he was forced to come in. Absolutely, yeah. Then the rain came, so there was a red flag, uh, and that was when Brandon Jones announced that they're going to be done for the day. It was postponed till Sunday afternoon. Um, caution happened in the trial at one point. Snyder pushes Sindrick. Sindrick goes hard in the wall. Snyder spun. Annette Mayer all spun. Those last three are going to had damage, but will be able to continue. Sindrick was done. Stage one was won by Justin Haley. There was Elmendinger, Jeb Burton, Bell, Elgeyer, Moffitt, Gregson, Baccarella, Brown, and Harrison Burton. Yeah, it showed right there that when you're going to push some push somebody, you got to hit them square. Once when you're off off center there and you're pushing on that back left side of that corner, that just hooked the 22 and 
and uh, he was gone, man. That was a hard lick into the wall. And then, you know, he tried to hold it up against the wall up there and uh, all in all did a good job. That could have been a lot more, more cars involved in that one. Absolutely. It was uh, incredible that he was able to hold on to that car and it didn't dart too far to the left there. I'm sure he had a pretty good tug on it uh, to the right to make sure that didn't happen. Uh, stage two was won by Jeb Burton. Then it was Elmendinger, Haley, Herbst, Bell, Gregson, Hemrick, Elgire, Briscoe, and Sam Mayer. I'm going to tell you what, that was calling one, two, three there. Uh, they have these plate races figured out where somehow the mindset is, it doesn't matter if I win as long as one of my teammates does. I've never seen anything like it in racing before. Yeah, they talked to them guys when they were on the rain delay there after uh, the competition caution, and all three of them were all sitting there, and they were all just kind of, you know, I'm trying to help this guy, and, and I'm trying to help him, and, you know, and it, it definitely is the definition of teamwork. That team works together like I've never seen before. That, I mean, they emphasize on helping each other to try to have one of them at least uh, try to get the victory. Yep. Uh, I it. It's incredible to me. I've uh, usually the last lap comes off and it's one for each other, but now with them, they want to make sure at least one of them win. Uh, and they do a fantastic job at it, the best that we've seen. Uh, it ended up being Colleague versus Gibbs coming to the finish. It was three wide. Justin Haley holds on, able to take it from the top side. I didn't think he was going to be able to hold. I didn't think he was going to cross the line first. Uh, it was Haley, Elmendinger, Elgire, Jeb Burton, Hemrick, Bell, Gregson, Snyder, Harrison Burton, and Riley Hurst. You know, the colleague was three wide, and all three of them were side by side. Somehow, Elgire got in there and, and, and snatched third place away. But, uh, yeah, coming out of turn four, man, it was colleague. One, two, three, all door to door coming for it. Yeah, and Haley had the momentum just up in the upper side, and he won by a bumper cover, man. It wasn't by much. No, it was not. <laughs> it was not. Uh, they got a few races before they get going into the playoffs here, so we'll talk about points uh, on, a, on a different show for them. Uh, Cup Daytona, the cutoff at Daytona. You knew this was going to bring excitement, and boy, did it. Um, Elliot and Logano both ended up with debris on the grill when leading. As you just mentioned, it was incredible to see how many times that happened. Uh, a couple of big moments, including Kyle Busch at the stage end. Wow, did he get super sideways. It ended up being Elliot Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Ross Chastain, Truex, Dylan, LaJoy, Logano, Priest, and Bush are your top ten. Yeah, you can take Busher away, though. He didn't get credit for that. you got to give that to, uh, to Christopher Bell. Um, how about uh, Chastain when he made contact on the backstretch? And, uh, man, that dude, that dude was the most aggressive driver out there. <laughs> Chastain was really trying to make things happen, man. Yeah, he was. Um, and you're right, Busher ended up getting disqualified after the after race. He ended up finishing second, but everything got, uh, got taken away, unfortunately, for a uh, track bar amount, if I remember correctly. Uh, a stack-up ended up happening, and a bunch of people had damage. Almirola and Bowman spun. Uh, there was a big moment for LaJoy at one point as well. Logano wins stage two. It was Logano, Dylan, Byron, Reddick, Larson, Blaney, Stenhouse, Kyle Busch, Bubba Wallace, and Christopher Bell. 
You know, and the 10 and the 48 spun, you know, they were like 12th in line. That was an accordion deal that uh, when the 7 and the 8 were getting into it, LaJoy, um, and they checked up, and all of a sudden you could see everybody checking up, and it was like 12th in line before they finally spun. Um, question was, did Hamlin or Harvick have front-end damage? You know, they kind of stacked them up. Um, Hamlin had just a little bit on the splitter. Uh, it was bold just a little bit, but uh, um, everybody did a good job, uh, you know, trying to check up like that. Isn't that amazing when they're doing like 180 and there's an accordion there? <laughs> That's crazy stuff, man. Oh, I, I don't know how they race at those speeds generally, but to do all that they do, <laughs> you're right. It's uh, it's amazing. Um, there was unfortunately a bad a bad caution for Rick Ware racing. Smithley got loose and spun. Joey Gase and Cody Ware wreck as well. All three of the Rick Ware racing cars unfortunately involved. Uh, the Fords pit before that, so they'll be lead. They were uh, going to lead after that. Chase and Larson took four tires. The rest took fuel only. Uh, unfortunately for Austin Dillon, he was in a must win or really had to perform well, which he was doing, had uh, too fast entering, and then he also had an electrical issue. Uh, they ended up changing a battery uh, after uh, caution later on. You know, yeah, and they were working hard on that. First, he, yeah, he got penalized, you know, for entering too fast. Yeah, and then the battery was like there. He said it was still sputtering at the end. You know, he was still having electrical problems. So, you know, they turn off all the fans and everything like that. So that takes the comfort of the driver away. And, um, <laughs> yeah, he was uh, – that whole team was working really hard. They were racing the eight car, and they wanted to know where them two were – those two were fighting, you know, to, to who was going to get in on points there. Yeah, and it, it was going to come down to the wire there after Dylan had a couple of good first stages. Reddick did too, but he was closing the gap a little bit. Um, Truex spun at one point, goes hard into William Byron. Reddick got into Truex when he came back off the wall. There was a lot of smoke coming out of his car. Castle, uh, Briscoe, Alfredo Suarez, all – all involved. Uh, it was a good job by Austin Dillon to avoid. He darn near stopped. Um, then the red flag came out for that. That's where they changed the battery. Logano ended up having a tire go down. He got in the wall. The gr is still green was still out, which it was amazing that Logano was able to hold on to that vehicle. Oh uh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, he uh, he steered it up high, and, and then it was a miracle he could actually make it to pit road without getting run over. And then, uh, and then two laps later, uh, then what well, everybody was waiting for, and it happened. Yep, big wreck. Chase went to block Matt Benedetto. They got onto the wall twice, and it was on. Uh, Busher was the leader at that point. Blaney, LaJoy, Dylan, and Harvick were right there as well. Uh, went into overtime. And then a big wreck into three, coming back to the checkered flag. Ryan Blaney goes back-to-back, -back, wins at Daytona. Uh, Kurt got into Suarez, and they got into uh, Harvick, and it ended up uh, happening there. So Blaney wins. Then it was Wallace, Newman, Priest, Reddick, Haley, Bowman, Elliott, McLeod, and Josh Balicki, Richfield's own Josh Balicki with uh, top 10. How about that? His first top 10, man. That was pretty cool. Um, that second big one, have you ever seen a car – get spun around so fast like Harvick. I mean, that car was 180 degrees, like right now, bang. And he was facing backwards at it, <laughs> looking at all the, the wolves coming right at him. And then they just wadded him up. And uh, 
Um, yeah, thankful everybody walked away, man. Another grinder, always a grinder at the end of Daytona. Um, you pretty much expect the same thing that's going to happen at Talladega here down the line. Yeah, it was, uh, you knew it was going to be crazy. There was going to be a lot of calamity and that's what it was. Um, so unfortunately Austin Dillon was wrecked in the last incident there. Uh, so he is not a part of the playoffs. Kyle Larson is your regular season champion. It's going to be Larson, Blaney, Truex, Bush, uh, Kyle Bush, Elliot, Bowman, Hamlin, Byron, Logano, Kozlowski, Kurt Busch, Christopher Bell, Michael McDowell, Elmarola, Reddick, and Harvick, your 16 playoff drivers. You know, that was interesting with Austin Dillon. They needed a forklift to get that car that was uh, <laughs> it was pinched on the apron and the and the uh, the track itself, and all four tires were off the ground, and they had to come up with a forklift and and uh, pick the car up and <laughs> get it straight so they can get it back on the ground. That was kind of a weird way that that car ended up after that incident. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, there was a funny thing on social media saying, uh, you know, how the drivers complain about no rear grip and that uh, Austin Dillon had no rear grip. Well, that's because the tires were off the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Hey, his son was in the car before and he lost his nookie and they had to go hunting for that because <laughs> they said uh, anything that ends up on the floorboard usually ends up under the brake pedal. So they had to go find that. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. <laughs> they had a couple of crew guys go in and had a had to find that thankfully they were able to find it before um let's talk about who we picked for the uh who to make the playoffs for the cup series so we both had 14 of the 16 correct so again very good job by us uh i missed i had austin dylan in so i missed on that and i also had bubba wallace i remember before the season started i got hooked up on the wallace hype train which he's been doing a good job uh but it was between him bell and briscoe I went with him over Bell, so I'm regretting that decision. You had Austin Dillon, which you obviously missed on, and then also you had uh, Briscoe, so that was uh, a miss by you as well. So we missed um, McDowell. Well, that was one of them. And uh, somebody else was the was the I, other I, one. I, I did not pick Elmarola. I didn't think he was going to – um, yep. even be close. Yep. So I know for a fact that I didn't take him. Yep. You missed Elmarola and McDowell. I missed McDowell and Bell. So those were the two misses. Hey, still not bad, man. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, very, very good job. Uh, good job by you, man. That was, uh, we still got to see how the Xfinity series shakes up here, but, uh, I say we're doing a, a pretty good job there. And, and Chris Busher was disqualified, uh, for an illegal track bar mounting assembly. That's what it was. Yeah. In my NASCAR pool, guess who I had? Busher. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I figured, well, that's the way the year goes there. So I've, uh, like I said, I've ruined a lot of careers by some of my picks this year. But uh, uh, we, we get a whole new year and a new uh, um, start from scratch next year. So we'll think about it then. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Mark, I'll defer to you on this one. Uh, we did a little contest here uh, for the regular season, and we decided to end it when the Cup Series ended their um, playoff run. Uh, we decided to have a Winchester 400 ticket on the line and, and tell the people about the results of that. Um, I'll let you have your own glory there, buddy, because you like to toot your horn there. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> stick that in there. Um, all in all, uh, we're going to continue with this, and uh, we're going to. I'm going to still come from behind. I believe I'm three behind right now. I should be. Uh, there's that four. I think I'm four behind because uh, Logano should have won that race last night, and that flat tire, and then one. Um, when Dylan, you had Dylan and I thought, Hey, Hey, I still got him. I got him. And I waited for the final results. And uh, Logano was just a little bit, um, he would have won the race if they never would have threw the caution. Um, cause then they locked the field where it is. So then I lost out on that one, but Hey, I'm going to come from behind and I am going to still beat you by the end of this year. And the losers got to, um, he's got to pay for the pay-per-view for the snowball derby. Um, a case of the winner's favorite beer, and maybe a little uh, a little uh, bottle of uh, num nums, and we'll see. Uh, uh, we can uh, share on something like that. But uh, um, we're going to see a somebody that's coming from far behind that's going to come back, and I'm going to still take that from you, buddy. <laughs> well, um, yep. So I won the Winchester 400 ticket. We decided to keep tally. We're not going to do separate. We're gonna we're gonna keep tally. So right now, you're correct, Mark. You're down four. It's forty to thirty six. Um, I think that's uh, it's been incredible picking. It's been a it's been a lot of fun these contests. Is I, I look forward to going to Winchester four hundred a little bit now, more now. Um, <laughs> uh, Got to get my shots in, but no, a um, lot of racing left. And uh, when the season ends, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna uh, someone's gonna have to pay for the snowball. Derby uh, pay-per-view that we always to get together for when we can't be down there for it, uh, a case of beer and then a, a bottle of uh, something to take a sip off of. So uh, maybe some screwball peanut butter whiskey for Mark. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to pick yet. Uh, I've heard there's some uh, salted caramel whiskey out there. Maybe uh, maybe we got to try that sometime. We, You and I have to try that in the next few, uh, few weeks coming up, but um so that's where the, the contest stays for now. So it's 40 to 36. We're going to continue this all the way on. The Winchester 400 ticket has been decided. Speaking of that now, going into Darlington. Um, I'll start first with my truck pick. I will pick Austin Hill. Mark, who do you got for trucks and Xfinity? I will take the champion number two. I will take Creed. I will take Darlington. Perfect. And for Xfinity, who do you have? Uh, it's a choice between two drivers, but I'm going to take Allgaier. That's who I'm going to run at. I thought about taking Justin Allgaier. He won there in the spring. I go with his teammate, Noah Gregson. And then for the cup, I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. You know, Gregson was my second pick. It's here, but I took Allgaier over the top of it. The cup race, I am going to take Martin Truex. That's so – I feel like great minds – well, maybe not great minds, but minds are thinking alike here um, because you picked Allgaier. He was second. I picked Gregson. He was second on your list. Truex was top three for me. It was either Elliott, Larson, or Truex. So we um, were kind of thinking alike there, buddy, and we got, we got a few more weeks to go here. All right. Let me give you some advice there, buddy. Take a snowball – take a uh, sleeping bag – uh, down to Winchester, just in case if the door is locked and you can't get in. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's going to be tough, too, because I can't even say I'll sleep in my car because I think we're driving together. So um, You'll be stuck sleeping in a Ford that night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I might have to ask uh, Brian and Russ to sleep in their Volvo, huh? That's what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, their Volvo. Curl up, buddy. Well, um, <laughs> that's awesome. To end this podcast here, there were some news that got released here um, since we've last talked. Some big silly season news that we didn't talk about the last time. Uh, Ross Chastain has been tabbed as the second track house driver. We're talking it was either probably going to be him or Kurt Busch. They go with Ross Chastain. And then just yesterday, I know this is going to be announced a few days from now, but just um, Saturday it was announced that Kurt Busch, uh, and this was kind of the secret was out of the bag. It was either going to be Trackhouse or, or this team. Uh, 2311 has uh, signed Kurt Busch to race for them next year. Um, again, that was talked about for, for a while to be the, the rumor there. He's going to be in the 45 Monster Energy Toyota for 2311. He joins Bubba Wallace. And the other thing that um, I noticed right away when the video was released before people started catching wind of it, was the placement of the number. The number is significantly forward. They tried it backward in the all-star race, remember? They decided to move it forward, and all numbers on vehicles will be in that spot that uh, was released in that video. So uh, that was interesting. My thoughts on that, real quick before we get to you, Mark, is uh, I don't personally care for it. There was someone else who released a pretty good uh, where you keep the number centered. And then there's, instead of the contingency decals, there was a sponsor decal and then the sponsor name on the back where it is now. I'll also say that it's not that big of a deal. Like I would still prefer the numbers to be center, but if it's forward or backward at, at the end of the day, you're still going to be identifying the car. So uh, not a big deal. Just some news there. That's uh, going to be a little bit of a lightning rod. I'm sure. Um, yeah. It'll take a little bit to get used to. Um, the way I look at it, it's just going to sell more die-cast cars. <laughs> so, you know, you want to keep up with that kind of stuff. You're going to have to buy the die-cast cars. It looked kind of strange. Um, one thing I saw out there, I didn't have time to read it. It was at work today, and I didn't have time, so I'm going to catch up. Petty has, um, has something to say about somebody using his son's uh, number, number 45. Have you, have you seen that article? or otherwise I'm going to have to look into it and see what Kyle had to say about that. Yeah, actually I have. And also I've watched the video that uh, Denny Hamlin put out there. So basically Kyle Putty put something out there saying that it's actually an honor for the 45 to be back on the track. That it'll be um, kind of strange to see it, but um, he is proud that someone uh, with that tradition, that 2311, Michael Jordan, Kurt Busch. He's happy that it's Kurt Busch that's going to be taking the 45, um, and they said they're kind of happy about doing it. Uh, Hamlin stated in his video that he went to NASCAR about this, and they said, well, 45's kind of been that untouchable number where it's not technically owned by anyone, but it's not been used since Kyle and, and Adam used it. Uh, so he was like, oh, because if, if you remember correctly, Cal Petty has been very critical of Denny Hamlin in the past and recent uh, memory. So Denny, they, someone asked him, were you nervous about going to him since you don't have that great relationship? And he said he wasn't really, he wasn't really nerve. He wasn't really nervous, but um, they had a good discussion. 
And it ended up coming out that basically what Denny took away from it was that Kyle said he holds Denny in that much higher regard. So that's why he tends to criticize Denny more. And he said, Denny said that was appreciated to hear. So, um, yeah, it's uh, 45 is going to be back on the track. Um, so, yeah, you know, and, and you think about that, Adam, you know, and that was, I thought about that a little bit with Kyle and Adam and, um, it'll be interesting to see the 45 back on the track, I guess. Yeah. Well then that's cool. That all worked out. Uh, so, um, yeah, then that's, that's cool. That's, uh, that's, that's the way it should be. So I'm, I'm happy with hearing that kind of a news. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It was, uh, the, the video, if, if you haven't seen it, I think I saw it on Bob Pockrass's Twitter. Um, he, he has it up there. And it was a pretty good discussion that they had with Denny Hamlin. And I think you'll, even though I kind of gave you the details there, you'll, you'll want to go watch it and hear it from Denny himself. It was a, it was a pretty cool video actually to hear what he said. Yeah, that's cool. So, Hey, I just uh, stumbled across news. I didn't know Kaz Grala got hurt in that wreck last night at Daytona that he's on crutches and he's on a temporary, uh, he's in a temporary cast on his left foot. Uh, So he said uh, it was uh, an unexpected hit. He didn't, uh, I believe he's the one that uh, hit Kyle Busch, wasn't it? He hit Kyle Busch right in the passenger door. And uh, apparently he uh, injured his left foot and he's in a cast. Uh, Yeah, that is some breaking news there. I I did not know that as well. That was a big hit though. He hit Kyle square in that passenger door. Like you said, it was, uh, it was a big one. Yeah, Kyle said that was fun when he saw the replay. He goes, oh, that was fun. But he was frustrated with all the pushing and shoving. And, you know, to look at that race, just to, to finish up on that uh, that race last night, um, it seemed like everybody was making big saves. Um, everybody was pushing the envelope. And it just seemed like, let's see just how far we can push this before finally it did finally, you know, <laughs> the rope snapped. And, and that, that's just, you know, those cars look like they were so stable that, you know, they got a little bit out of control that, uh, that the drivers could control it, you know, and it just seemed like they were just pushing the envelope just a little more and a little more till finally all of a sudden everything just let go. And that's, uh, that's restrictor plate racing. And a lot of fans like that stuff. And, uh, you know, it's always the same. It's all, it always ends up in the same. We all know that. Yep. And yeah, and, and, and to add to that a, a little bit before we end it here, um, Kyle said that, um, he, you know, you always wonder if you're going to walk out of there, um, which is, a, you know, gosh, you know, when I, I heard, you know, it's always on the back of your head, but gosh, you know, that's a driver that's that's talking about there. Uh, yeah, I don't like to hear that, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And then, um, in addition to it, talking about the aggressiveness, I actually thought I was surprised that they were pushing as hard as they were all race. And a couple of those times, especially in turn three, those guys would be screaming on the backstretch. Someone had a big run and they would shove that guy into turn three. And it was like, wow, how did that guy not spin out? Because in years past, that guy would have totally lost it. Um, it was in it was that new package with the reduced horsepower and speed was uh, maybe that was part of it. Maybe the cars were more stable or maybe they kind of had in their mind that they're going to get to the back bumper, but not push the envelope, even though it looked that way. It was, it was strange. Uh, I would love to hear more about it from the drivers that were in the race. 
Absolutely, man. It was quite obvious that the cars were stable as much as that they were getting pushed around. And so, um, hey, we got some big local stuff coming up, don't we, do, uh, don't we, there, buddy? Yeah, you know, we got um, Thursday night is championship night at Wisconsin International Raceway. Um, unfortunately, Matt Panier couldn't be there this last Thursday, so I got to call the uh, races there for the first time by myself. Uh, went well. I was, uh, it was it's pretty cool to be able to do that. It's a bucket list item for me. Uh, hope Matt doesn't have to miss. Obviously, that's not the situation I um, wanted. And that's not the reason why I wanted to be in that situation. But uh, everything, uh, that was cool. It was a cool moment for me. And then, uh, yeah, championship night. So we'll be covering that uh, coming up here on Thursday. We might do a podcast uh, near the beer tent. We were, we're definitely going to try to catch the championship winners there on thursday and then saturday talk about a big event as well the um jim sauter classic down at the dells raceway park for the arca midwest tour uh that's going to be a a big one as well and you know my family and the sauter have some ties there so i'm really looking forward to that man if that's anything like the 125 that they just had down there on the on the 15th there of the last month when that was the classic race of the summer so far. I've talked to so many people about how that race worked out. Johnny Sauter pulled that out, beat Jesse Love there at the corner at the end there. And when Ty Majeski was running there, just good, clean, hard, super racing. That was the race of the year. And, uh, hey, we're going to add 75 laps, make a 200-lapper out of it. Um, any race fan in Wisconsin, if you want to see – the best race of the summer. I have a feeling that it's going to be there Saturday night at the Dells, man. That, that place never disappoints. Um, I hear it's possibility with uh, lap advertising and everything that's going on. I hear the winner can win $20,555. Um, I guess there's some kind of formula that a driver can uh, win that so that is going to get an attention from a lot of people around this country that's going to end up showing up at the Dells can't wait to see the uh, racing lineup on that one see all the drivers that are coming for that one yeah absolutely and you know we said this on our podcast with uh, Bob Dillner interview it's strange that we're at championship night already coming up this week um, and then you talk about the Dells, their their Labor Day weekend show there for the Jim Sauter Classic. So looking forward to that. And then the next big race after that is what Fest, and then Winchester 400. It's weird that we're getting to the end of it. Yep, yep, that's for sure. And you know, Tundra's chugging along. They're not going to be able to make up that date uh, that Wausau that got rained out. But uh, you know, they're going to run on Labor Day over at Golden Sands. And, uh, you know, the Tundra Series does a super job. And then they're going to be settling their championship down at the Dells at the last weekend in September. So that's good stuff going to be happening there, too. And then, yep, we got some Oktoberfest that's coming up, too, and then off to Winchester. So lots of big things coming up here. So fans, get out there and support support the the racing. And, you know, while we still got it before the snow flies and, (laughs) you know, and then a long, cold winter, and I'll be stuck on my eye racing and, and uh, you know, just trying to have my fix until next February. Yeah, for sure. You're right. The Tundra Series puts on a, a great show. I was thinking about the events that you uh, and I are going to be able to attend. I think uh, September is um, a pretty light for me trying to catch up on family time and do some stuff around here before winter comes and other big events uh, come that will – 
we'll be going to. So, um, uh, Mark's right. If you're able to, please support the event there. Milwaukee had their ARCA race there. I hope that got supported as well. I try to see it from the TV I wasn't able to go to. Um, hopefully get that thing off the, off the ground as well. Uh, just a lot of things happening so far. So we hope to see you all at, at a tra- track soon, maybe Thursday, maybe Saturday, maybe for the Tundra Series races, Arkham Midwest Tour races, uh, maybe the Winchester 400 as well. So um, we appreciate everyone's uh, time, support, um, and everything. So, um, Mark, thanks for, for always uh, or usually joining me here on these. It's, uh, it's a great time, and hopefully we uh, find some more time to get together to put these out um, a little sooner than we have. It's uh, been a busy summer. Yeah, for sure. Thanks to the fans that are, you know, being very patient. You know, I hear every week like, hey, when's the next one coming out? When's the next one? I'm, I'm out of material, you know, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be whipping them out here. We've got lots, lots of things planned. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of people that we're going to be talking to coming up in the next weeks, months, and stuff like that. So we're going to keep this stuff rolling, man. I love talking racing. Everybody knows that. You know, all you got to do is talk racing with me, and we'll, we'll, we'll chat for a long time. So, yeah, fun stuff, man. So, yeah, have a good evening, and I'll see you Thursday night at Championship Night out at Wisconsin International Raceway. They are talking decent weather, a uh, little bit cooler, finally. Uh, maybe I knocked the bugs down a little bit out there, and uh, – and uh, we'll celebrate with some free beer and free corn and talk some more racing out there Thursday night, buddy. Absolutely. And I echo your sentiments as well. Thanks to, to all the fans and, and for listening, for their support. I, I know there's a lot of people waiting around these. So uh, we'll hopefully get them out more sooner now that things are, are dying down a little bit. But uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Mark. And, uh, hey, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. See you later, man. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.